Hey, my name is Bill. And my name is Danny. And we are a, a couple, couple of park, park hoppers. hoppers. This week, lots of exciting news came from both the Disney parks and Universal Orlando. From annual passes returning, Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser details, exciting news about Halloween Horror Nights, and more. We've got it covered for you right now. Let's, Let's hop, hop to, to it. it. I am so excited about all the things that are starting to happen in the parks. Oh, uh, it's it's our favorite time of year. It's hurricane only- season. <laughs> no, it's it's uh it's the fall in Orlando it's or the, almost the fall. It's the different it's H the word. It's the end of the summer. It's a different H word. Yeah, it's Halloween season <laughs> down here in Orlando and it is starting right now basically, especially at Walt Disney World. Excuse me, what did I say? I think it was last episode. When does spooky season start? Uh, it starts August 1st, I guess, right? August 1st is what I said. Yeah. And so I, if you don't remember, I declared it, and therefore it is true. This August 1st has already passed. Therefore, we have entered spooky season, my friends. We sure have. And so I'm so excited to talk about some of the stuff that we've got to talk about today, um, including spooky season. But first, we are going to talk about this week in theme park news. All right, Danny, your favorite season is, um, is upon us. Tell us the first thing on our list here in theme park news this week. Well, first off, pumpkins and Halloween decorations are starting to appear at Magic Kingdom. And this is so exciting because last year we got a really, like, uh, a, a very small version of Halloween. And so this year, I'm already seeing that we are getting all the Halloween decorations, and they haven't even put up half of them probably. So those are starting to go up already. Disney must have heard that I said August 1st was spooky season. <laughs> it, it's funny because last year we we very noticed, very noticeably noticed mm-hmm. the fact that they put up way less Halloween decor than they normally do. I was hungry for anything because that resembled normalcy though that I was like, sure. thank you. Mickey Pumpkins. Yes. Perfect example. They were on all the light posts last year, but that was basically about it. Yeah. Whereas... Main Street USA really does look Halloweened out normally with the the different color flags and the and the uh, the the plant life and the the, the colors the scarecrows everything is just very fall yes and it was a semblance of that last year but definitely not what they were used to doing we basically like had Halloween light last year sure yeah exactly so that's our first bit of news. Um, for our second bit of news, Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor and Hall of Presidents soft open this week at Magic Kingdom. This is super exciting. Uh, two people eater shows, I guess, are open again at Magic Kingdom. Uh, Hall of Presidents with our brand new president, Joe Biden, uh, has reopened with a new audio animatronic of the current president with the old audio animatronic of the previous president stuck a little bit further back into the left. And he also got a facelift. <laughs> and it actually looks a lot better, but a good. lot scarier. Yeah. <laughs> He's mean mugging. He and is. it's really funny the way they placed it. And blogmickey.com took some amazing photos inside of Hall of Presidents, where the way that they placed President Biden and former President Trump in the, the Hall of Presidents, 
there's one photo where you know President Biden is speaking and President Trump's animatronic is just like mean mugging him over his shoulder he and it's really funny. Staring him down. He's staring a hole through the back of his head. Yeah, but I'm so excited to go visit both of these again because it's been so long since we saw either of these shows. Absolutely. Uh, one really exciting development, and it is officially opening, like we said a million times on October 1st, 2021, at the start of the 50th anniversary, and that's Remy's Ratatouille Adventure over at Epcot in the France Pavilion. But we also got some news that there's going to be a cast member, a Disney Vacation Club member, and annual pass holder previews to get on Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. And that's before October 1st. Yes. So um, if anybody's listening to this right now and you want to take us to the previews, uh, we volunteer as tribute. Yeah. Uh, either I one of Katniss us or Everdeen. both of us. <laughs> yes, we, we volunteer <laughs> as tribute. So that's so exciting because... This is a brand new ride, and it feels like a, it's been a very long time since we've gotten a new ride. It also feels like the first time in a really long time that Disney has done something for their pass holders. Yeah. And so it's really exciting to see that, you know, knock on wood, hopefully we'll have a chance to um, get on Remy's Ratatouille Adventure before October 1st and be able to bring you guys along with us. Um, the next item up for bids, not not as it's not Price is Right, but the next item on our list here for theme park news this week is that more of the Fab 50 statues have been added. Oh, that's so exciting. And now uh, we referenced all of the ones that were added as of last week's show during this segment, but it uh, looks like four or five more have been added. Uh, most of them are actually at Magic Kingdom. We have the Cheshire Cat from uh, Alice in Wonderland. We have Donald Duck in Magic Number Kingdom. One. Number one. Yep, yep. We have uh, Woody and Bo Peep at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Which is so cute that they're together. I know. <laughs> Spoiler alert for Toy Story 4 if you haven't seen it. Um, and then the Mad Hatter from Alice in Wonderland is also going to be at uh, Magic Kingdom. I would assume probably somewhere over by the teacups. Yeah. when you As soon as you said that, I just imagined it over near the teacups. Yeah. I wish I could do... Well, people were sending me messages saying that I did a really good Roger Rabbit impression on last week's show. And it, I think that's kind of the same as the Mad Hatter, isn't it? Uh, Except close. actually Mad Hatter's closer to like King Candy from Wreck-It Ralph. Oh, yeah. The King Candy! You know, that guy! <laughs> Mad Hatter! You know? Yeah. That's pretty bad. No, you're good at, you're very good at the impressions. Yeah. <laughs> I can't talk, but I can... <laughs> hey, that's really sound good. Like, sound like evil Donald Duck. <laughs> We don't need it for this show, but you, you, you definitely are very good at all the voices, like Family Guy and such. I can't say words, but I can go... Well, that's just Donald Duck when he's angry. <laughs> hey, Donald, y y your, your, uh, your statue wasn't announced first. <laughs> that, that sounded really evil. <laughs> he sounds like he's cursing under his breath. <laughs> he's just so mad. <laughs> he's just it's Donald Duck when he's when he's just so angry he can't even form words. <laughs> Calm down, Donald. Even the do the dog is coming over now. He's coming to say hi. He's Simba hears Donald Duck. He's like, what's going on, guys? Simba came over to be like, hey, what, what's wrong? <laughs> Why is Donald yelling profanities in our apartment? <laughs> 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 well, our next bit of news is 
Disney is hiring more parking lot operations cast members. So what does that mean? Does that Return mean Return up the trams. Return <laughs> up the trams. <laughs> Which is fantastic because um, I've been feeling like when we've been going to Epcot recently, it's been quite a bit of a walk. For real. And anytime you're walking out of there after a park day and your legs are sore, it's just like boom, 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 boom. You're just like, oh my God, where is my car? Where is my car? Walking out of there. I'm really excited to see that more cast members are getting their jobs back or new cast members are being hired to replace the ones that moved on to different things. Um, means Disney is still slowly but surely getting back to normal. Um, hopefully, we can get by all this variant stuff uh, and get fully back to normal in the near future. But lots of people are coming back to work. Lots of people are getting hired, which is really exciting. And um, I'm really excited to, especially for Magic Kingdom uh, parking over at the TTC, I'm really excited for the trams to come back because after you walk out of Magic Kingdom, then you have to take a boat or the monorail or the ferry, um, boat or no, the boat, the monorail, or a bus. Yeah, back there you to go. T- t- the bo- <laughs> not the boat or the ferry. That's the same thing. Um, the boat, monorail, or bus. Um, then you have to get off that, and you have to walk forever across the TTC and then into the parking lots. And if you're past the uh, the, the handicap parking or Zerg, which is the, the villain's parking lot on the left, you just feel like you're walking forever to your car. And the trams are so helpful, and it's such a nice little break to kind of sit down and get back to your car. Yeah, the day that we went to Epcot and I got really overheated that day, I think I was just dehydrated. That walk back to our car, which was almost like at the back of the Epcot parking lot, yeah. I was re- yeah. I was really overwhelmed. You were, you were. And um, I feel like if there had been a tram there, that would have been immensely helpful. But I was just very overheated that day. And we, we've gone back to Epcot since then. Everything's been fine. But like, I mean, with the heat and how much further back people are parking um the return of the trams and the return of the wonderful cast members is just awesome news it is great news um another thing that is happening at magic kingdom and we did not hear it ourselves but we did see it reported through the several of the blogs and the reliable sources is that there is apparently some magic kingdom railroad testing going on because people were hearing the train whistles and with uh, the, the the tracks being recreated uh, over by Tron, because they that's why the railroad was closed, because of the construction of Tron, the tracks are being recreated over there. And hopefully in the near future, maybe even before the 50th anniversary, the Magic Kingdom, well, Walt Disney World Railroad will be running again around the entire Magic Kingdom. That'd be super cool. You know what's the craziest part about this? Yeah. Is that if I remember correctly, and you're going to have to remind me, has... The railroad been closed the entire time we've been here? Oh, it's been closed long before we were here. Okay, so we guys, we moved here almost two years ago. We're coming up on almost two years down here in Orlando. And we have never rode the Magic Kingdom Railroad that entire time. Yeah, I've ridden it in the past, but not anywhere in the recent future. And I forget exactly where I saw it. I'm trying to find it right now. I thought I had saved it, but I guess not. Um, I... Th- saw something that the the Walt Disney World Railroad has been closed for like 900 days. Oh, wow. It's like three or four years at this point because it basically closed down once the construction for Tron light cycle started. Wow. Which so, has been going on for eons at this point. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I would be so excited to be able to ride the train again because there's something wonderful about getting to ride the railroad at Magic Kingdom 
And one thing that I very distinctly remember um, going to Disney as a kid is if we were on one side of the park and wanted to get to the other, we would actually jump on the train. Yeah. And you know how you do those, uh, you know, rope drop to park close days? Mm -hmm. That would be the most perfect place oh, for God, me to yeah. take a nap. You didn't have to walk all the way across the giant Magic Kingdom. You could just hop on at one of the train stations all around the parks and just take the train. It was awesome. I took many a beautiful nap on that railroad. So a quick <laughs> search on the Googs. And uh, World Walt Disney World Railroad closed in December 2018. What? So... Almost three years at this point. I feel like I didn't even realize it had been that so long. So it, it closed uh, about nine, ten months before we got here, which is crazy. That is insane. It's, it's crazy to think about that it's been closed that long. So hopefully it'll be open again uh, for our enjoyment very, very soon. Well, speaking of the railroad, um, Scrim is coming down from Main Street USA Railroad Station, and that is going to be opening later in August. So all of these things are pointing to the railroad, uh, the railroad station, all opening. Now, it's really exciting because if you've gone to Magic Kingdom in the last two or three months, you've noticed very glaringly that there is was a giant scrim over the entire railroad station as you walk into Magic Kingdom and facing, uh, facing out from Main Street USA. Right. And so it, it was really beautifully done, and it, it looked literally like there was an image of the train station up there. Now, if anybody out there is like, what are you talking about? What is scrim? It, it basically covers construction. Right. Now, Disney, the way that they do it is they basically, basically have exactly what is underneath. On the scrim. Printed on the scrim. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, nothing to see here. There's definitely n <laughs> nothing here that and, is out of place. <laughs> and you could obviously tell that it is obviously under construction and under uh, disguise, I guess. But... It looks good for what it was. But it's also really exciting when that scrim comes down and you see the, the magic that was happening underneath. Right. So they actually do a really good job of making it look really nice while everything is under construction. Exactly. Um, one thing that we wanted to, to, to note for you guys in this episode, in this news uh, section here, is that Disney actually updated their park rules recently. One very notable bullet point uh, in the the theme park pamphlets that they you can get from each of the parks, um, and one bullet point is Disney reserves the right to require a guest to leave if they are dash using profanity or offensive language towards our cast members or other guests, and another dash violating any other park rules. And additional details and a complete listing of park rules are available for viewing at DisneyWorld.com slash rules or at guest relations. Um, and uh, Disney reserves the right to require a guest to leave. So it can be any of those things that are on that website. Correct. And this is a wonderful addition to the rules. Now that it's in writing, they can enforce the heck out of it. Um, it's wonderful to see them add this because we had seen firsthand and heard many horror stories over the last year plus that the parks have been reopened since COVID that cast members getting berated and spit on and cursed at and just being just absolutely tortured by super rude guests. Right. And for, I was wondering like you had heard some instances of people getting thrown out for doing certain things, but you didn't hear a lot of them. 
But I had heard from friends of mine that are cast members inside the parks that that happened way more often than the media would let you in on. Right. And so for me, seeing this and Disney having the back of their cast members as we continue to push forward through this pandemic and the the unprecedented times that we're in right now, it's great to see that they're they're having the back of their cast members and they're willing to, you know, toss these these evil people out of the park if they're, you know, interrupting the magic of others. Yeah, and the crazy thing is um, a lot of these people who were yelling at cast members and being rude and just, you know, all the words under the sun um, to cast members is they were um, it, it, they were being very entitled and thinking that no matter what they did, um, that they would not get kicked out. Right. And we also saw things like people skipping out back when we had temperature checks. They would, I don't know if you remember that story oh, of yeah. the guy who jumped the temperature check, refused to get his temperature check, and yep. then he got arrested. Uh-huh. Um, and As he should. He, he a thousand percent should. And the thing is, him and anybody else who falls under this umbrella should be able to get kicked out. And now that this is written in clear language on the website and in clear just there's there's no gray area if you disrespect our cast members you're getting booted so um this is a wonderful and necessary park rule that was added recently um one and another thing that was added recently is uh, the transportation to the the airport to and from the airport that you're used to getting with your Disney World vacation is coming to an end very, very soon. Um, however, uh, the Disney's Magical Express is going away, but not really because the company that ran Disney's Magical Express, Mirrors Taxi, is actually starting their own service in uh, as of January 1st, 2022 called Mirrors Connect. And so that is it's going to be a bus slash van service from uh, Orlando International Airport to and from Walt Disney World. And uh, they came out with some uh, some pricing options or, or what they're expecting their introductory rates to be when they first start uh, giving the service in January 1st or on January 1st, 2022. And uh, we're just wanted to kind of bring you guys that information here because that's a really important thing. We, with the Magical Express going away, a lot of people kind of depended on that to get to the resorts. And now they'd have to either take a taxi or an Uber or Lyft or rideshare, some sort of thing, or rent a car. But if you're looking for that same kind of easy experience of getting on a bus and getting to the resorts, then it looks like Mirrors Connect is probably going to be the best option for you. So we wanted to bring you guys the information, the latest information that we have uh, for Mirrors Connect. And so their introductory rates, it sounds like per adult, it's going to be $16 one way or $32 round trip. It's no savings if you buy the round trip, which doesn't usually make sense to me. Um, and then for each child, it's going to be thirteen fifty or twenty seven dollars for a round trip. So, what that tells me is that, Danny, if you and I still lived in Boston or we lived together in San Antonio and we were coming to Disney, if we wanted to do the Mirrors Connect round trip, it would cost us sixty four dollars. Right. Which theoretically, you know, with getting an Uber and a tip would probably be about the same. It's comparable. Uh, for just the two of us. So I have a little bit of a guess as okay. to why they're posting it like this. 
So it's one way 16. They're saying round trip 32, you don't get a discount. So the other thing is if one way maybe was more and if you got both ways, it was cheaper. What you might see people try to do is try to get money refunded and try to, you know, get their one way trip cheaper. Sure. So sure. that's why I think it is being listed like this. Well, one one thing that I usually reference when when thinking about bus services and airports is that when I was younger and I was going on trips, I didn't have a car. I would use this thing called Logan Express, mm-hmm. and it was out of Boston, and we would take it from the city called Braintree that was right next to where I lived. And it would be $11 for one way or 20 bucks if you bought the round trip ahead of time. Sure. So if you bought the round trip ahead of time, you'd save $2 on the round trip, essentially. Okay. Um, that's what I was kind of expecting here for Mirrors Connect, but it doesn't seem like it's any cheaper, at least for the rates that they've introduced, uh, that it's going to be any cheaper for a round trip. But back to my point, what I was saying is that for you and I, if we were to go to Disney World on a trip... $32 for a round trip for each of us, that's $64. That's basically the cost of two Ubers round trip. Sure. Um, plus tip. Right. However, when you start adding in more adults or you bring, you have like a family of five with three kids, now, now you're looking at, you know, $16 times two, that's 32 And then another, say you have two kids, that's another 27 So now you're looking at almost $60 each way. And so that is going to be a little bit more expensive than having to get an Uber or an Uber XL. Uh, so it seems like the more people that are going to go with you on these Disney trips, Mirrors Connect may not be the best deal for you. I think it really just depends because when you're going on vacation, you always have to take transportation. Right, exactly. So, I, I mean, at the end of the day, if that's the only transportation that you have to pay for, I mean, it, it's really hard to... I think it's hard to complain about that. I know right. it used to be something that, you know, the Magical Express was included. But How, not really. Yeah. <laughs> You're not still really. paying for it. Built into the package. <laughs> right. Um, but the whole thing is, like, if if you travel someplace that isn't Disney and you're taking an Uber everywhere you go, you're dropping $60 every time you go somewhere. Sure. Um, or, you know, $30 here, $30 back. And if you don't have a car somewhere, you could be spending, you know, a couple hundred dollars on th- something like an Uber. So... I mean, it really just depends the way you look at it. And let's be real. If you're going to Disney, I mean, is is $30 to get there going to break the bank? You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, exactly. So it's just something that you kind of have to plan for now. So like we said, it's going to be either a bus or a van service for Mirrors Connect. And they also are actually offering a premium service um, where the round trip costs $200 for up to four passengers. And each additional passenger after that is $55. So I'm assuming there's like a good size van that you can get probably, you know, six to eight people in. Yeah. Or if they need a bigger vehicle, they probably have a bus for you. Um, but the uh, the standard level of service is a shared ride service on our Mirrors Connect bus or van that is economical as the fare includes all tolls and other surcharges. So that's also a plus as well. Yeah. Um, connection will make a limited number of stops and have you on your way to your resort within 20 minutes of your check-in to the Mirrors Connect reception area, which is actually, on paper, I think is faster than the Magical Express. It, yeah, I think so. Because I remember waiting like an hour plus sometimes for the Magical Express bus. I think, it, I think it just really depended on, you know, it was hit or miss. But yeah, this on paper, this is better. Now, what's even better and what almost makes the Express seem a little bit better 
is the express level of service is a direct service with limited to no wait time. Right. So it includes all the tools and surcharges, but that means that you're just going straight there. Boom. And then for the standard service, just like the Magical Express, they would pick you up three hours in advance of your domestic flight, whereas the express service will pick you up two hours before your domestic flight or three hours before your international flight if you're flying from out of the country. Right. So a little bit more time on Disney property and a direct service to the airport without any stops for the express service. It might not be a bad uh, for, for a round trip service for $200. That's 50 bucks a person. It's essentially $25 a person each way. That's not bad. Yeah. but you, Or if you know somebody who lives at Orlando, have them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so that's about it for the Disney World side. A couple of things here on the Universal side that we wanted to kind of touch on. Um, the Born Stuntacular, the fantastic show. If you guys have not seen it, it's on the Universal Studios Florida side. And it's right when you walk in to the right over by the Passholder Lounge and over in the Hollywood area. Um, go see it. It is an amazing show with state-of-the-art technology, amazing stunt performers. Uh, just it's, it's way ahead of its time, super cool. And now that show is available for Express Pass holders. I'm very excited to see this show again. I've actually only seen this show one time. Oh, really? Yeah, I've only seen it the one time I went with you, and it was, I believe it was the first week it had opened. And so there was a little um, hiccup in the middle of it, and... One thing that they were explaining was that like their technology was so absolutely sensitive that as they were doing these rehearsals, that sometimes it could be one like tiny thing and they would yeah. reset, but they had it all reset and up again and going in a matter of minutes. And I mean, if you've never seen this show, it's so impressive. It's so impressive. Um, the other thing is you don't have to have seen the movies to appreciate no, this I've show. No, I've never seen one of the Bourne movies. However, the last time we saw that show, when it first came out, we said we were going to watch the movies. So that just reminded me, yeah. we need to watch the movies. So we the do. next time we go see it, uh, maybe we'll we'll see some Easter eggs in the show. We do. And one really, really exciting bullet point before we move on to our main topics for the show um, Universal announced one of their houses for Halloween Horror Nights 30 this year called Halloween Horror Nights Icons Captured. And listen to the announcement. For 30 years, they've haunted your thoughts, plagued your nightmares, tortured your imagination. Now they're all back to make your most twisted dreams a reality. We're back. And this time, it's all of us! <laughs> Together for the first time in one terrifying haunted house. HHN icons captured only at Universal's Halloween Horror Nights. You bring your friends. Very cool. I'm very excited to see this haunted house. Now, we're going to preface the conversation with the fact that we're both not very well versed in the history of Halloween Horror Nights. I've been three times, and you've been once, been correct? Once, yes. Um, so we're not, you know, if, if we get some misinformation out there as far as the icons go, I'm apologizing in advance. But from what I've gathered from this house, 
over the years, Halloween Horror Nights has had these things called icons, and they're basically like the central figure of that year's Halloween Horror Nights. Right. They're like the... Um the, the mascot. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, mascot. Exactly. Um, so past icons that you're going to run into inside the the uh, the new haunted house, the uh, the icons captured haunted house, uh, will be the caretaker, a once res- well-respected surgeon who has become eerily infatuated with the removal of internal organs, <laughs> especially while his patients are conscious. The director, an aspiring filmmaker obsessed with capturing the suffering and torture of his victims on film, placing them in their very own living horror movie. The Usher, who seeks to invoke violent vengeance on those who don't follow the rules of his theater. The Storyteller, who stops at nothing to entrap guests into her latest tales of terror, where no one lives happily ever after. Ooh, and Jack the Clown, who you heard from in that video, the original Halloween Horror Nights icon and the most feared of them all, and his assistant Chance, who is kind of like a Harley Quinn type character. Okay. Uh, a deadly pair who thrive on tormenting victims in ways that embody their sick sense of humor. Okay. So we've got a whole team of spooky people, and I'm very excited for this team to, to just scare us i mean yeah here's the thing guys when it comes to this haunted house one thing that we did hear was that every time you went to this haunted house you are going to get a different experience that is very cool because the uh one of the things that halloween horror nights is known for is the the multiple ticket nights that you can buy in advance and so if you're going to potentially get a different experience every time you visit Halloween Horror Nights to this specific house, that's awesome. Yeah. That's super cool. And per Universal, there is a quote on the website, and it says, Guests will quickly realize they're the hunted as they desperately try to escape the grasp of each character within its ominous domain. From the storyteller's infamous bed of razor-sharp nails to the cadaver-filled mortuary run by the caretaker, harrowing horrors will await guests at every turn, giving them no choice but to face the most horrifying legends in Halloween Horror Nights history. That sounds like an awesome house. Yeah, that sounds like an awesome house. And one of the coolest parts about it is that it's not you know, an IP-based house that they've had in the last couple of years. Like, in the last few years, they've had Walking Dead, they've had Stranger Things, they've had, uh, what's the show that we watch? American, American Horror, Horror Story. Story. Thank you. Um, different movies. But these things are all, like, universal-created um icons and characters and for them to all be in the same house for the 30th anniversary i think that's super fun i'm very excited about this but i think that's going to bring us right into our main topics for the night so first guys um i just want to start this conversation by kind of discussing how much we enjoy halloween um bill and i are big halloween fans um we love all things fall pumpkin spice lattes but (laughs) i'm so basic (laughs) (laughs) however we both love to experience the other part of halloween that isn't you know spoopy spoopy um yeah and so i personally um have only before we moved here only been to orlando in halloween season uh one time and so um, I do want to say that I do love Halloween, uh, 
And growing up in San Antonio, there's a lot of fun uh, haunted houses and different things for Halloween. So I am a lover of getting the ever-living stuff scared out of me. Say that again to me. I like getting all the ever-living stuff scared out of me. <laughs> I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> uh, so oh <laughs> I just, I just kind of wanted to say that I absolutely love Halloween. So much, in fact, that when actually when I worked at SeaWorld in San Antonio, there were a couple of years that I actually worked in the haunted houses for Hollow Scream. And I absolutely fell in love with that part of it. So being able to experience all this stuff and getting to live here, I am so beyond excited about. Me too. And one of the coolest parts about living here now is our previous visits to Halloween Horror Nights were only one night at a time on a on a Disney trip where we um, specifically the last time we did a full park day at Universal. We did both parks. We got as much done as we possibly could. And then we went to Halloween Horror Nights, which that alone was its own horror night because my feet and my legs and my body was so sore by the time we were done with that evening that that scares me more than the actual horror nights of doing that again. By the time that we got back to the hotel, I was like, why did we do this to ourselves? <laughs> that was a lot. Yeah. So one of the coolest parts about living here now is the fact that we can actually look into doing one of their, what they call frequent fear passes or a multi-night ticket for Halloween Horror Nights this year. And Universal released a lot of information earlier today uh, on how to go about getting either single night tickets or any one of the the, the multi-night ticket passes, which is super exciting. And the savings are actually kind of crazy. So we're not going to go over every single detail about this. If you want uh, more of the details about Halloween Horror Nights, please make sure you go to universalorlando.com to look that up. However, we're going to break that down a little bit for you so you guys can know exactly um, what's available so that when either you visit, when you move down to your, here to Orlando, when you want to just hang out for a month and go to as much horror nights as you can, that you have all your <laughs> options. So let's go ahead and first off, let's start with the Halloween Horror Night single night ticket. Yes, and they start at about $71. It's $70.99 on the website. And it says you can save up to $52 on select nights, online only. Savings vary by date. So everything we're going to give you is before tax, by the way. Exactly. It's per person plus tax for these prices. The next step up is the Rush of Fear Pass. And you can come the first 16 nights of the event. It is not every single night that they do Halloween Horror Nights. It's scattered nights throughout the months of September and October. But you can come the first 16 nights for $129.99. Which is pretty crazy. Comparison to that single night ticket, if you do the math real quick and you do 70 times 16, I don't know what that is, but it's way more than $129. If you want to whip out your calculator real quick, Danny. Uh, 16 times 130. $1,120. So it's basically a 90% savings yeah. by doing the Rush of Fear Pass. And if you want to upgrade that Rush of Fear Pass from the $129.99, you want to do Express, which gets you to the front of the line for each of the um, 
the the haunted house uh, experiences at Halloween Horror Nights, that'll go for three ninety nine per person. Which, all things considered, for sixteen nights is actually still a really good deal. Okay, so it, it's about four hundred dollars. Yeah, so it's so. it's another two hundred eight two hundred seventy bucks essentially to get express for those sixteen nights. Which let's let's be honest, if you're going to be doing that, you you kind of want to be able to hit up those haunted houses and not wait in those long runs. Right. And so essentially for an extra $16.87 per day or per event, that's right. what you're going to get expressed for, which is actually a really good deal if you think about it. Yeah. Uh, the next level up is the frequent fear pass, which they have offered in the past. And that is for 26 nights. And that is $159.99. And if you bought 26 nights individually, that would come out to $1,820. So a 92% savings, essentially, for frequent fear pass. And the express pass, if you want to upgrade, it's another 400 bucks uh, to... Uh, I'm sorry, another 300 bucks to $459.99. So the $300... A difference. Divide that by 26 nights, and that comes out to an extra $11.54. If you were watching us right now, you would see Bill reading the information <laughs> while I'm typing in. We're working as a team there, yeah. Kev. <laughs> we're doing, I'm doing, trying to do fast math, and Bill's uh, using his lovely voice to give you all of the Horror Nights details. Yeah. Yep. Um, the next level up is the Frequent Fear pa Plus Pass. No, I'm sorry. Frequent Fear Plus Pass. I thought it was Pass Plus, but I read it wrong. Uh, that's 35 nights, and that goes for $189.99. If you want to upgrade to Express, that is $529.99 per person, so it's another $340. And <laughs> Danny's working furiously with the abacus over here. Okay, <laughs> so if you were to buy each one individually... Um, it would actually cost you $2,450 million uh, to go to <laughs> 35 nights of Halloween Horror Nights. Yep. And if you do 340 divided by 35, that comes out to just under $10. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm watching her do the calculator. 340 divided by 35, $9.71 per night that you're getting for Halloween Horror Nights. Uh, on top of the uh, uh, on top of the the original cost for those nights to get express, so five twenty nine for the express frequent fear plus pass or one eighty nine for the base frequent fear plus pass, and the last one on the list is the ultimate frequent fear pass, and that costs two hundred eighty four dollars and ninety nine cents, and that's just you come every night and. They actually don't have a number for us, so we're not going to do yeah. the math. But you can assume that, first off, it's going to be the most cost-effective to come all of the nights. Plus, it's going to be the most cost-effective to pay for the ultimate frequent fear pass plus express for $729.99 per person. It's a lot. It's more than our annual pass. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Uh, so... Uh, Universal Studios just announced that they were going to be doing this. Um, and if we, uh, if you are an annual pass holder, we need to be checking back for details because they are going to have ticket discounts and exclusive benefits 
for Halloween Horror Nights for pass holders, but they have not been announced yet. I did hear a rumor that the fear passes will not be discounted for annual pass holders, but they were going to have special offers for single night tickets. Okay. If pass holders were interested in doing something like that. Hmm. Okay. Um, so that is the uh, the news that came out for Halloween Horror Nights, which is super exciting. Um, I definitely cannot wait. Now that we live here and Horror Nights is actually happening this year, um, I'm really, really excited to uh, to go back to Horror Nights for the first time in four years. Yeah, I have only been to Halloween Horror Nights once. And so um, as long as I have heard of Halloween Horror Nights, people have said, it's amazing. It's the scariest place ever. So I am very much excited to be able to experience Halloween Horror Nights with um, fresh legs after <laughs> yeah, after not being at two parks for 12 hours. And also uh, just to experience it after living here and getting to be annual pass holders for a while. So it's going to be so much fun to go hol- to Halloween Horror Nights. So we're going to hop back over to Disney's Hollywood Studios with a major announcement that came out yesterday, and that is all the details surrounding the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, Star Wars Hotel, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, lots of information came out yesterday uh, between the costs and the itinerary and all that kind of information that we're going to go over with you right now if you have not heard Uh, any of these details yet, then strap on in because we're about to blast off into outer space with loads of information for you. (laughs) Let's do this. All right. So uh, the Galactic Star Cruiser, let's start with the pricing. I got to scroll down and find it here. But wait, Bill, what's the Galactic Star Cruiser? (laughs) So so the the Galactic Star Cruiser is the Star Wars themed hotel, I guess. Uh, And it's a two night voyage through the Star Wars galaxy on your Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser adventure uh, beginning in 2022. And basically what it is, is it's a very immersive Star Wars story that you get to take uh, take part in with either yourself or another person or a family. Uh, and it's a really, really exciting uh, thing that's happening at Hollywood Studios. So the way that they're describing it on the website is it is a revolutionary new two-night experience where you and your group will embark on a first-of-its-kind Star Wars adventure that's your own. They're saying it's the most immersive Star Wars story ever created. And that you get to live the experience and journey further into the Star Wars adventure than you ever dreamed possible. So um, they are hyping this up. And I'm so excited to go over these details because there's a lot of details that came out about this. So uh, now this has been something that as soon as it was announced, people were beyond excited about it. This is something that does not exist. Um, Being able to go to a hotel or to a resort at a Disney park and have just a fully immersive, you know, two day experience where you stay there the whole time and you you feel like you are actually um, in space. Yeah. It's something that's unheard of. Exactly. And what's included in your Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser vacation package is a two night stay in a cabin or a suite. Uh, ongoing immersive and interactive and entertainment where choices determ- determine your experience, which is really cool. Uh, food and beverages on the Star Cruiser 
excluding alcoholic and specialty beverages, and a quick service meal at Docking Bay 7 Food and Cargo or other locations at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Admission to Disney's Hollywood Studios for your planetary excursion to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, valet parking when you arrive at the terminal at Disney's Hollywood Studios, and exclusive Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser data band known as your home pl- known on your home planet as a magic band. Ooh. You know, like the data pad that Kylo Ren always yells at you for using when you're in, <laughs> when you're in Galaxy's Edge. Uh, it, it's essentially the same thing. Yeah. Um, if you're planning your voyage, as you're planning your voyage, keep these questions in mind. What voyage dates, including alternatives, as availability may be limited, do you prefer? How many people are in your party? Do you prefer a first or second dinner seating? Are you interested in any additional activities? And would you like a Disney resort stay before or after your Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser voyage? Now, it's not just going to be go, go, go. You get to sleep and relax in a galaxy far, far away. I don't know. That itinerary looks pretty packed. Well, imagine waking up inside of a Star Wars story, your own Star Wars story. Relax in comfort and gaze out your cabin or suite window at ships, planets, stars, and other breathtaking galactic sights float past on the majestic canvas of the cosmos. Yeah, they're so good at wordplay. The Star Cruiser features 100 (laughs) well-appointed cabins and suites, each one radiating an atmosphere of elegance, style, comfort, and exclusivity. Your Star Wars story continues even in your cabin or suite. You'll be amazed by the attention to detail. And even if you fly from one side of the galaxy to the other, you'll never stay anywhere like the cabins or suites at Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. <laughs> they do have um, a way with words, don't I, they? I know, but hearing you read it is really funny to me because it's like it almost feels like I'm watching an infomercial, just like <laughs> listening to you. Like, <laughs> you'll never stay anywhere like the cabins or suites at Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Here, I, I have to repeat something. <laughs> Hang on. You'll never stay anywhere like the cabins or suites at Star Wars Galactic uh, at uh. Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's a couple of, uh, oh, actually three room options that you can get in the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser uh, experience. Um, the first one is a standard cabin. It's fitted with furnishings and fixtures designed to ensure comfort while traveling throughout the galaxy, including a pull-out table and TV with entertainment from your home planet and a window with a view out into space. And those standard cabins sleep four to five passengers. And the room configuration, you can go to DisneyWorld.com and see all this information that we're giving you here. But there are, there are actually photos of and concept art of the rooms uh, because there's not official photos of the rooms yet. But you can see the room configurations. One of them has a, a queen bed with two berth bunk beds one, for one adult each and a wall pull-down bed for one adult if sleeping five. And the amenities in the standard cabin include a mini fridge, a hair dryer, a, a space hair dryer, <laughs> an, an in-cabin safe to keep you... Uh, your space money you know, safe. All the droids can't, can't get your stuff. Sure. Um, a phone with voicemail messaging. Uh-oh. Uh, interactive TV. And best of all, the H2O Plus spa bath and shower products. Ooh, so a space Roku and <laughs> shampoo. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, hey, who can who can argue with that? Yeah. Now, the next one is going to be a Galaxy Class Suite. And this is going to be a one-bedroom Galaxy Class Suites that feature a living space complete with an integrated seating area and that have all the comforts of standard cabins plus a double vanity bathroom, Ooh. a bar area, 
two windows with views into space, and a few extra Star Wars surprises. Very cool. And those Galaxy-class suites sleep four passengers, and the room configuration is a queen bed with two pull-down wall beds for one adult each. And they have the same uh, cabin amenities as the standard cabin. Now, the uh, if you have a big party with you, you can stay in the Grand Captain Suite. Or if you're bougie. If you're bougie, <laughs> yeah. Um, Two-bedroom Grand Captain Suites offer ample room for the whole family. I feel like I'm like on Price is Right, like describing a vacation. A two-bedroom captain, Grand Captain Suites offer ample room for the whole family and feature a posh living space complete with an integrated seating area. They all have the comforts of the standard cabins, plus a main suite and a double vanity bathroom, and a second bathroom with a single vanity, a bar area, three windows with views out into space, and a few extra Star Wars surprises. For all of you listeners out there who are space bougie. <laughs> <laughs> all the same amenities as the previous two... Uh, cabins uh, but this one sleeps like we said up to eight passengers and the room configuration has two queen beds two bunk beds for one adult each and two pull down wall beds also for one adult each now here's where the information the information that you guys wanted most was what is this going to cost is it going to be cheap well my answer is oh hell no <laughs> oh, oh hell no it is not going to be cheap this is not going to be like your airbnb <laughs> no 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 it costs a lot of a lot of jet fuel to get up into space. So we're gonna start out with two guests per cabin. Um, it's gonna be one thousand two hundred and nine dollars per guest per night, or four thousand eight hundred and nine dollars for the voyage in total. So basically, that uh, that rate is uh, about twenty four hundred dollars per person for this experience if it's two guests per cabin. So and then the next option is going to be three guests per cabin two adults and one child so it's going to be 889 per guest per night so it's a significant drop off if you add a third guest into your cabin right or five thousand two hundred and ninety nine dollars uh for the total voyage and the last option that they have on here for now is four guests per cabin three adults and one child I did want to mention that somebody, I saw somebody in a Facebook group say, well, why would you have two adults and their child and some random adult coming <laughs> along? Because it's cheaper. Well, <laughs> sure. Uncle I, Dave, you want to come with us? <laughs> so, so if you don't have an Uncle Dave, what you what they actually pointed out was that... Or an Aunt Beru. After, I think, 10 years... Or Aunt Beru, sure. Yeah. Um, after, Uncle I believe Owen it's or Aunt Beru. 10 years old that kids are considered adults is it 10 I, I believe so yeah so that that's a good example of if you have like a younger child and a child who's a little bit older they would be considered three adults but the prices for that are going to be 749 dollars per guest per night or five thousand nine hundred and ninety nine dollars for the total voyage and voyages are going to have departure dates on most weeknights from um, august 20th 2022 through September 17th, 2022. Yeah, so it sounds like that's going to be kind of the introductory pricing because that, those date ranges are only about three weeks. Um, so it starts taking bookings in August of 2022, about a year from now. So that's super exciting. Um, for me, it's out of my price range unless... Somebody out there has a lot of dough and wants to take us with you, you to wanna, outer space. You want to bring Uncle... I can be your Uncle Dave. <laughs> no, you want to bring Uncle Bill and Aunt Danny on, oh, your, there we go. on your voyage. There we go. We volunteer as space tributes. <laughs> exactly. Now, uh, we wanted to kind of go over the uh, itinerary 
for your trip, and this is just a sample itinerary, it's not going to happen on every single trip, but one thing we just kind of wanted to run over was to what you can possibly expect uh, on your, uh, your voyage to space aboard the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. So on day one, um, you would arrive at your terminal at 1 p.m. At Disney's Hollywood Studios. Uh, launch pod to Star Cruiser from 115 to 130. Now what that is is basically you simulate a launch from Disney's Hollywood Studios up to this hotel in the sky. Yeah. Uh, ship orientation from 145 to 215. So you get all the rules of the ship when you get there. Yeah, they can tell you where all the life jackets are. <laughs> or the space life jackets. Um, the next thing is going to be light refreshments from 3 p.m. to 3.30. Space refreshments. And then uh, I'm not sure what that word is. I'm not. I'm terrible. Uh, sabak. Sabak lessons yep. from 3.30 to 4. Uh, muster from 4 to 4.30. What? I don't know. I'm, what I'm not entirely sure what that is. Uh, four thirty to five, captain's reception. Five thirty to uh, seven o'clock, dinner featuring live space music. Outer rim Megalia. Regalia. Regalia from seven fifteen to seven thirty. Yep. Now here's the most interesting part of the itineraries. From seven thirty to eight o'clock, there is an unexpected story moment. So that can be whatever is specific to your visit. And it says, for example, you might prove your mettle to join an elite smuggling ring, or maybe you're hiding a stowaway to help the resistance. So after that unexpected story movement from 7.30 to 8, bridge training is from 8 to 8.45. Special atrium entertainment from 8.30 to 8.45. So it sounds like that first day is kind of packed from 1 o'clock to about 9 o'clock at night. And then you're probably free to go hang out in the lounge uh, which looks really cool. The Sublight Lounge it says you'll be swept away by this stylish lounge just inspired by the Halcyon, which is the name of the ship. Star Cruiser's historic voyages throughout the galaxy. The classic elegance of the Sublight Lounge makes it a perfect place to sip a beverage and relax, perhaps while conspiring with charming a smuggler or playing a casual game of Holo Sabak. Yeah, so that would be your first day, and then we're going to jump into day two. <laughs> and again... <laughs> your alarm goes off early for day two. So from seven to eight, you have breakfast. Space breakfast. <laughs> Transport shuttle to Batu from 8.15 to 8.25. And then Star Wars Rise of the Resistance from 8.45 to 9.30. So it does sound like you get a almost like a... A fast pass to Rise of the Resistance. Yeah, you you essentially, essentially you essentially come back from the uh, Galactic Star Cruiser to Planet Batu, and then you go on Star Wars Rise of the Resistance without having to make a boarding pass, which is kind of cool. Then we have room for another story moment. For example, you might broker a deal for a heist or arrange to steal a ship from the First Order. Ooh, I want to do that one. <laughs> the second one, the second <laughs> one. Um, real quick before we move on to the next one, I do want to point out they did say breakfast from seven to eight. Um, it says on the website here, it says breakfast and lunch are also available in the glamorous crown of Corellia dining room. 
and there's all sorts of colorful dishes from around the galaxy and familiar favorites from your home planet. So I'm assuming there's probably like scrambled eggs and that kind of stuff. Right. Um, but start your day off with a unique off-planet breakfast of hot and cold small plates and a variety of beverages, including juices, fresh brewed coffee, and Boo Boo Wamba Family Farms Blue Milk. Yes, Blue Milk! Woohoo! Not Green Milk. Not Green Milk. Team Blue Milk. And then uh, during lunch at the same place, you can choose from a collection of small bites like sandwiches, soups, mini flatbreads, assorted salads, and sweets. And as we've discussed before uh they do a fantastic job of making all the space food not only taste like it's from another planet but also amazing yeah and it looks really cool too it looks so cool now after that story moment from 9 30 to 9 50 millennium falcon smugglers run from 10 to 10 30 followed by lunch at docking bay 7 That's from 11 cool. 15 to 12 15 get the tip yip it's good T- tip yip is good a transport shuttle to the Star Cruiser from 12.40 to 12.50. Lightsaber training from 1 to 1.30. Now that that looks really cool because I don't know if you guys saw the video that came out about two months ago with um, the girl who uh, is friends with Rey at, uh, at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Right. She's holding this brand new lightsaber that they came the up with. The girl with the blue hair? No, no, no. Rey. Oh, I think it's the girl who's friends with Rey. No. Friends with Ray. Oh, okay. Um, oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. She is. Uh, she's holding this new lightsaber that's apparently going to debut on the Galactic Star Cruiser, where the blade actually comes out of the hilt. Cool. Which is super cool. And I'm assuming that that's where they're going to debut that new lightsaber for you to use at the lightsaber training that you're going to have on day two from one to one thirty. My sister's boyfriend Nick. I he, he feel might like die. I, I really I I want to sign you up for that lightsaber, Nick. Now, like I, if I can get a chance to get you one of those lightsabers first, I guarantee we will we will get that for All right, you. Here's the deal, Nick. If Danny and I ever get to do this, we're gonna make that make sure our unexpected story moment from day one is to hide a stowaway to help the resistance, and you're going to be the stowaway, my friend, and you're going to get to do that lightsaber training. <laughs> Shout out to Nick because. I oh I I know that you would love this. I'm excited about this. So, right? but uh, the lightsaber training, I I just thought of him. So, <laughs> and and Nick, you have to also stow away Megan. So yeah yeah, put her <laughs> in your pocket or something. Yes, can put, <laughs> that's the deal. So um, after lightsaber training with Nick and Megan, um, <laughs> droid racing competition from two thirty to two fifty. Um, build model ship from three o'clock to three thirty. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sabak tournament from four to five o'clock. Yeah. Cocktails at Sublight Lounge from five to five thirty. Now, what I'm curious about about that cocktails at Sublight Lounge, it did say when we were going through the pricing that non-alcoholic beverages were included. I wonder if during that cocktail half hour, maybe you might be able to have. A drink or two included. I don't uh, know. I my guess is that cocktails that are non-alcoholic are included, but if you want alcohol, that there will be. You can add it to your space tab. <laughs> space tab. Um, then next, you're gonna do taste around the galaxy dinner from five thirty to seven. Then there is a story moment. For example, you might put the heist plan into action, or bring the stolen ship a. Ab- aboard and watch out for the first order. Oh boy. But only from 7.30 to 8.45 because the spectacular finale is from 10 to 11 p.m. And I just decided that every night before I go to bed, I'm going to 
describe it as my spectacular finale <laughs> before the day is over. Yes, <laughs> that for is sure. The, that is epic. So speaking of epic, how epic is is this itinerary? It's, it's amazing, but it's not done yet because on day three, you get breakfast from 8.30 to 9.30 and then the launch pod back to Earth at 9.30. Oh, man. Sadly, it's over on day three. It is a two-night adventure. It sounds amazing. It sounds really cool. It doesn't sound cool to my bank account, <laughs> but um, for those who are fortunate enough to get to experience this, maybe we will in the near future. For those of you who are fortunate enough to be able to afford this, I hope you have the best time. Um, I really would love to do this at some point, but it's a little bit out of my price range at this point. It, yeah. So um, one thing that I do want to mention, and I believe um, if you go to the frequently asked questions, um, one of the very first questions or one of the questions on here, I believe, is does the Galactic Star Cruiser actually go to space? <laughs> and I don't. Yes, it does. <laughs> so I don't know where it is. Um, oh, here we go. Does. Does Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser really take passengers into space? While your, it says while your Star Cruiser um, voyage is amazing, it's not an actual trip into space. But it seems like the price have made people believe that you go to Disney and you get a little trip to space. <laughs> that absolutely cracks me up. That is considered a frequently asked question. I, I, I mean... It's hysterical. I mean, hey, you know, Disney is able to create a lot of magic but that's pretty impressive that people actually thought that they were bringing them to space that yeah. it was a frequently asked question for sure now overall um what are your thoughts about all the things that we've gone over about what so far what we do know about this amazing new offering it's an amazing idea um super super themed uh, immersive like it's a must do for a die hard star wars fan i think it sounds like everything that you're going to get to do over those two days is just so um, something you'll never experience anywhere else, which right. is what you want from an experience like that um, and an experience that costs that much. Um, but overall, I think it's a great idea. Um, I think it could have been a little bit more fairly priced for what is included. It's essentially, you know, you, you do a bunch of things up there and then you do some stuff at Hollywood Studios, which you could have done anyway. Um but overall, I think it's a really neat idea. Um, I hope that things like this are in the future um, of theme park stays and entertainment. Um, but yeah, I'd say it's it's a really exciting development, but I don't know if I would be one of the first to try it. So here's my thought on it. Um, this is so uh, just next level theme park experience. It's very exclusive. And as you guys were able to see, the itinerary is jam-packed. You are getting a full experience from morning to evening. Now, the, the other thing about this is sometimes when you stay at a place like Grand Floridian, Contemporary, um, I don't know the what, deluxe resorts. The deluxe resorts. What's the highest those can go? Around eight hundred dollars, oh, yeah. right? Eight hundred thousand bucks somewhere around <clears> there. <throat> so, if we think about it that way, and think about the fact that when you're staying at a Disney resort, a lot of times you are 
you know, going to the park, going home, passing out in the room, and then going back out to the parks. Right. And you don't get all those things that these are that uh, this experience is offering you. If we're kind of comparing the two, this is like, you know, a deluxe resort and then so much more. So even though I, I totally agree with you that that is way out of my price range, um, I do think that uh, I'm very excited to see what the actual experience is like because I do think that a Star Wars fan would absolutely shell out that money for that experience. Absolutely. And... Um Shelling out money for an experience is something that we do as Disney fans. What? <laughs> and one thing we just kind of wanted to touch on real quick before we close up the show, because this is going much longer than I had, had I intended to have this episode go. But one thing that was really, really exciting that we wanted to bring you guys um, was the fact that Disneyland has confirmed that their annual pass will be returning, and it is called the Magic Key and so we're going to go over the details of the Magic Key Pass as it comes in four levels for you to purchase starting uh, August 25th, 2021. So about 19 days from now, you can purchase the Disneyland Resort Magic Key again and get annual passes to go back to Disneyland. So we're going to go through each of uh, the bits of information that are really important. If you want to get the more specific information, make sure you go to Disneyland.com to get all of those details. But we're going to go through each key. And what's interesting to learn is that it's no longer called an annual pass. These are keys. So you're getting a key to to the kingdom. A key to the kingdom. So the first is going to be the dream key. Now the dream key is going to cost $1,399 or $102 per month for 12 months for California residents after the $179 down payment. Now this is a reservation-based admission to one or both theme parks every day of the year. Up to six park reservation holds at a time, 20% off select merchandise, 15% off select food and beverage, and theme park parking is included. Now this is really important to note that California residents, much like the Disney World pass holders, Florida residents, do get a payment plan option. Yes. And that's really great because coming up with $1,400 up front is a lot for a lot of people. You know, maybe living in California where things are way more expensive. It might not be. They, they buy like a loaf of bread for like $19. Yeah, so. exactly. It's also really important to note that the top level, the Dream Key at $1,399 is the only level that includes parking. Okay. So um, we, let's move down to the next level, which is called the Believe Key. And that is $949 or $65 per month for 12 months for California residents after a $179 down payment. And you can hold also up to six reservations at a time. Uh, You only get 10% off of select merchandise, 10% off of food and beverage, and you get 50% off of theme park parking. So that's uh, it's about uh, $400, $450 less than the Dream Key. And, and, and it's 50% off of parking instead of being fully included. And that's for most days of the year, where the Dream Key was every day of the year. This right. is most days of the year. Dream and Key it, is no blackout dates. So, um, again, guys, if you want to know specifics in terms of dates and stuff like that, go to Disneyland.com. They do have that, those uh, calendars up. But we're going to move on to the next key, which is the Enchant Key, which is going for $649 or $40 per month for 12 months for California residents after a $179 down payment. 
Now, this reservation-based admission to one or both theme parks is for select days of the year. So the, the wording is dream is every day, believe key is most days, and enchant is select days. That's up to four park reservation holds at a time. So um, now we've gone down from six to four. You get 10% off select merchandise and 10% off select food and beverages. Now, briefly looking at the uh, Disney uh, Disneyland.com actually has a blockout calendar for each of the levels of these keys. And the first one that I really noticed where it said select days of the year was the Enchant key. And scrolling through, it looks like a lot of days are blocked out. Um, you know, you get weekends for the most part are blocked out and right around the holidays from you know mid-December to early January. Um, Thanksgiving week looks like it's blocked out. Uh, but for the most part, it's most of the weekdays it looks like you're you're good to go. And then over the summer, it's really blocked out from mid-June to early August. So you get what you pay for. If you want to uh, to get a, a cheaper uh, key pass for Disneyland, um, you're going to have to deal with the blackout dates. So it looks like you get about half the days for half the price. Essentially, yeah. So... Um, and we've got one last key. Yeah, and that's the Imagine Key. And that's reservation-based admission to one or both theme park select days of the year. And that's for $3.99 or $19 a month for 12 months after a $179 down payment. Now, one extra word that it's noted in here is that the other ones all said California residents. This says Southern California residents. Hmm. So I'm wondering if you have to live in the... Anaheim area. It's possible. To get this Imagine key. Okay. Um, it says available for Southern California residents only, up to two park reservations held at a time. So versus six for the Dream key and the Believe key, or four for the Enchant key, you only get two reservations at a time for the Imagine key, 10% off of merchandise and 10% off of food and beverage. Um, so Imagine key, it's definitely the cheapest. It's $1,000 cheaper than the Dream key. But you probably don't have too many days that you can actually go. So um, for the Imagine Key, I'm not quite sure what the blackout dates look like. Um, it looks like it has more Fridays Yeah, it looks like, out. looks like the days that you can go are basically like Monday through Thursdays. I mean, for some people, that definitely yeah, works. For us, it would work. Yeah, for us, it would <laughs> absolutely work. Um, I mean... We also do like to go on the occasional weekend, yeah. but I mean, if, if, you know, push came to shove and we could only, you know, get a Disney pass where we had to go on specific days, this is absolutely doable, especially at three ninety nine uh, per person. That's really, really not bad to get admission to Disney like that. Right. Um, so overall, that's super exciting that Disneyland is getting their their keys back i guess is what we're gonna say they're not getting their annual passes back they're getting the um their key program back now now disneyland is having their key program returned but somebody else is getting passes yeah returned. walt disney world annual passes will be going on sale again we do not have an official date as of right now but on the disney world website it does say that annual passes for walt disney world will return 
for the 50th anniversary. So we're assuming sometime between right now and and October 1st, you'll be able to start purchasing Disney World annual passes again. Super exciting for everybody. We have so many friends who love Disney and don't have passes that can't go right now because they don't want to buy single day tickets every time they go. Right. And it's really exciting for them and uh, for, for people who want to travel and visit us a lot um, for people like that to come get their annual passes again and get the best bang for their buck here at Walt Disney World. So one thing I want to mention, guys, is that it is going to be very interesting to see what kind of announcements come over the next, I would say, six to eight weeks as we get closer to October 1st. First off, as those annual passes come back to Walt Disney World, what is that going to mean? I don't know. So as we just talked about with all of these dream key, believe key, enchant key, imagine key, does that mean Walt Disney World is going to start moving towards a similar, you know, I mean, they already They already kind of do with the platinum plus and the platinum and the gold, the silver, that so, kind of thing. So I more so mean... Will new annual pass holders have a different name and will Maybe. annual pass holders who currently have them be grandfathered in for a certain pass? I would pass? hope so. Um, so, I mean, to like keep your pass and re-up it. Because I did hear a rumor, and this is by no means confirmed, but it's a pretty reliable source, that the Platinum Plus pass is going away. And that's the one with the... With the water parks and the the, the golf course and Oh, the mini golf. All that. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I, I believe that is going away. But again, that's just that's Hearsay. just rumor. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So we're going to hear so much exciting news about that. We've got just so much happening before October 1st. Mm-hmm. We've got shows that should be coming back. Um, we're hoping to hear news about parades further on down the line. We've got new entertainment coming. We'd like to see character meet and greets return. So uh, we're gonna be we're gonna go ahead and let you guys go today because we have had so much to talk about and so much exciting stuff. But a reminder: make sure that you're subscribed to us on all channels as everything is quickly coming out. We know that you guys want to plan your Orlando trips to come down here and visit as all of this exciting news continues to come out. And August is gonna be chock full of Walt Disney World news. So stay tuned right here to a couple of park hoppers as we'll be bringing all of that news straight to you. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all other podcast platforms. Be sure to follow at Park Hopper's show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and join the over 10,000 people following us on TikTok. Head over to youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers and subscribe to our ever-growing channel for theme park videos and more. For easy access to all of our content and to visit our merchandise store, visit a couple of parkhoppers.com. And until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you around, around the, the parks. parks.